What are those priceless gifts that money can't buy? Well, I can tell you one of the first is the gift of time, creating memories with your children. The next priceless gift is teaching your child the value of spending time with God. In the novel, A Few Minutes with God, written for children and teens, the story unfolds about a struggling family and the gift of hearing God and the outcome, which is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Your children will want to pray and spend time listening to God after reading this book. Visit MediaAngels.com for more information. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Hey friends, and welcome. Today we are going to talk about freedom in Christ. What does true freedom in Christ look like? Many believe religion is a set of rules that thou shalt not or thou shalt, but it is so much more. Freedom comes from a deep and abiding love of Jesus Christ, and this show examines what freedom in Christ looks like. This is episode 179, and you can find today's show notes at a few minutes with God com. Look for the episode Freedom in Christ. And I also want to thank you for staying tuned. When I first began, I had about eight downloads, and I want to thank some of my friends locally that were the ones listening to the show, but I have not looked at the numbers in a while, and I was just shocked when I did because now there are hundreds and hundreds of downloads, and I want to thank each one of you because it means you share the show with your friends, it means that uh, you listen, and that you are... Uh, coming back and listening to the show. And I know there are so many good Christian podcasts out there. In fact, I've listened to many of them myself. So it really makes me feel blessed and humbled that you're listening. I also want you to check out many of the other shows at the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. And there are so many there that I believe will bless you. Um, And so go check them out again at Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. And if you'd like to look at some of my books, you can go to MediaAngels.com. That is the hub of where I have my uh, different enterprises, if you will. And several of the Christian-focused books are A Few Minutes with God, as well as One More Child. So today our topic is freedom, and it seems appropriate with the 4th of July being celebrated here in the U.S., And our freedoms are so pivotal in our lives, and we have looked at some of our freedoms being eroded, especially as a Christian. But what does freedom look like to you, and what does it mean? Is it doing anything you want, whenever you want? Well, each of us has a different idea of what freedom means. Freedom can mean leaving sin behind. You may not even realize that sin is slavery. Whatever that sin may be, and there are many, the addiction to sin without the ability to break it, and I mean truly break free, is a struggle for many. 
It can be something like a drug addiction or even an addiction to chocolate. It can be gluttony or even an addiction to shopping. And it can be things like pornography or even drugs. And so when we look at sin and we think about what happens to those who are in sin, and that means all of us, we find that sin brings us down. It doesn't elevate us. It makes us guilty. It is the end result of sin is death, the death of our souls, just like an addiction to drugs or smoking even can hurt our physical bodies. Sin can hurt our mortal souls. And when we sin, the first thing we do is rationalize it in our minds. We see that everywhere around us. In our minds, it, be, it starts and then it goes into our hearts. Well, you know what? Things are not that bad, right? Or my sin's not as bad as anyone else. Or if I'm doing this, I'm just hurting myself and no one else. Or, well, we're consenting adults and we can do whatever we want. The amazing thing is that sin is without God. God doesn't want to force his way upon us. And when we sin, we have the choice to be in that sin. So when I hear people say that religion is too restricting, I can easily answer, uh, no, sin is too restricting because often we can't leave it behind. Freedom, true freedom, is knowing that God forgives and he gives us a free will to sin no more or to continue in our destructive behavior. Galatians 5.1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Slavery to sin is all around us and we may be involved in this ourselves. We can clearly see that. But we can only clearly see that if we're looking for it and if we're looking with our eyes open. Before it was shrouded in a dark, smoke-filled room. But now we can have our eyes opened, clearly seeing what our sins are. You know, there's a joke, if you don't know what your sins are, ask someone close to you. They'll tell you what they are. There are inklings of sin. There are hints here and there. But now, when we look at our world, we see it all out there. Nothing is hidden. Now it's a free-for-all, and sin reigns in the hearts of many. The idea of self-preservation has taken hold like I've never seen it before. And fear is the greatest enemy, and it can be used by the enemy for control. What does sin give us? It gives us many byproducts. It gives us guilt the guilt of indulgence, it gives us sickness and disease, and it gives us mortal corruption. None of those things are happy thoughts. What does freedom in Christ give us? It gives us truth. It gives us joy, the joy that surpasses all understanding. It gives us the ability to wake up each morning without guilt, and it gives us a clear vision of where we're going. I heard one of my favorite speakers share that we should weep and ask forgiveness each night for our sins. And when we do, the Lord will forgive us. With this knowledge of forgiveness, we can begin each day with joy because we have repented before the Lord. If it is a serious sin, one that can hurt our mortal souls, 
we should seek counsel from clergy and confession for a Catholic or a pastor for a Protestant. Because many times when we're in those sins, we can't break free on our own. Just the other day, I was delighted when a young man approached my friend and I after daily Mass and asked what time confession happened at our church. He shared he had been away from the church for some time and wanted to come back. I was so excited, I said, welcome back. And he kind of looked at me like, you know, uh, okay. Well, he wanted to talk to a pastor and work through whatever it was that was bothering him. And friends, this is what freedom looks like. He was fearless. And it looked like the Lord was already working in his life. When we ask for forgiveness, we are acknowledging the need for repentance. This thought is our conscience speaking, and it can only speak if it is well formed. Read 1 Corinthians 10. Here Paul is saying that while food and drink were no longer banned in the, in, as in the Old Testament because there were a lot of restrictions about what they could or could not eat for those who were... Um, of a certain faith, and especially for those who were of the Jewish faith, they had Jewish traditions, and a lot of it had to do with the sacrifices that atoned for their sins. Well, we know that a lot of those foods that are permitted were not and are not beneficial to us. For For example, one of them is pork. Now, if we make a diet that is solely a gluttonous of pork, we can realize that um, it would not be good for us. But there were so many things that they had to do, and there were so many rites that they that they went through. So Paul was saying, basically, that even though they could eat anything they wanted and they had freedom to eat whatever they wanted, all of it was not equally good. And that's something we need to think about. We know that overeating can make us sick or eating the wrong types of food if we're allergic. Would we be willing to eat something that would make us sick? No, of course not. But then why can't we refrain from things that are evil and can hurt our souls? Sometimes people think that if they give up sin, they're doing it for God. It goes something like this. Lord, I'm giving up evil for you. Now, please do this for me. We bargain with the Lord. I'll do this if you do that. Giving up sin will give us freedom. It's not a bargaining tool. I learned this a week ago when I felt the need to repent, and I thought about fasting. I would eat one meal a day, and that would be my evening meal. After the first week, I decided to do it another week. And I felt that the Lord was saying, Did I ask you to do this? My second week of fasting was not for any particular reason, whereas the first week was, and I prayed about it, and I felt called to do it. So I listened, and I didn't fast the second week. This voice is one that we have to learn to hear. We hear it in our hearts. We answer with the yes or no. Sure, it would not have hurt anything or anyone if I fasted an extra week, but my purpose here was not to lose weight. It was that of repentance. Have you ever gone to get something, a snack, let's say, and before that you've been thinking about someone or praying for someone and you feel in your mind, I'm going to refrain from that or I'm going to fast from that thing and I'm going to use that as part of my prayer. That's the little nudge from the Lord and that is something that we can do. 
It doesn't make you holier than thou. It just means you have a connection to the Lord and maybe you're hearing and you're praying for someone that really needs our prayer. Again, this is a voice that we need to hear and learn to hear. The freedom we want in our lives and the joy that we want can only come if we are free of guilt. When we do what is right, when we are in communion with God, when we seek the eternal good over the temporal, only then will we discover the joy that we crave. Many of the sinful acts are ones that bring temporary enjoyment, but that's not the same as real joy or happiness that comes when we know that we don't have to worry about things, that we know that the Lord is there for us. Even the most hardened sinner who thinks wrong is right and right is wrong is often very angry when they're spewing their nonsense. I listened the other day in passing. I was walking by and the television was on, and there was a man who was claiming that what he believed should be elevated among all others. But then he completed his sentence condemning Christians for their bias and Christianity that had been forced upon people. And it really started me thinking, you cannot force someone to believe. In fact, there is no way humanly possible to force Christianity. True Christianity that changes a soul can never be forced. That, my friends, is a gift. It is a pure gift from the Almighty that calls us and brings us to that higher place. That is where we stand with God and not against Him. True freedom is deciding for ourselves if we will answer the call, if we will accept the gift from the Almighty, and in this way, open our hearts for even more blessings in our lives. Let's pray. Lord, please teach us what true freedom looks like. What is true freedom in Christ, and how can I lead a life that is beneficial to my soul? Lord, allow me to hear your voice and lead me. Show me the joy that true freedom from sin can bring. And I pray specifically for the following needs. And I pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Felice on our website, a few minutes with God.com, and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.